everyone, welcome to a new episode on Unplug with Annie. I'm continuing the series of Fierce and I'm very excited to have Lucinda Romero on the show today. Lucinda is a singer, songwriter, a professional nanny of eight years, a formal personal trainer as well. And I think her all-round goal is always to make the most of her gifts, her talents and her passion and to live life to the fullest. Um... She's been through a lot and we're going to talk about that on the show and I just love her positivity and her view on life and she's now, you know, hustling as always and, and continuing this journey as, as an artist and an entrepreneur and finding her higher self and she's just got this amazing vibe and energy about her so I'm super excited to talk to her today. So welcome, Lou, to Unplug with Annie. I'm so excited to have you on this. I'm excited, too. I love podcasts, and I'm on a podcast now. Thank you, Adisa. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I I particularly really wanted you on this series because um, I know it's not been such a long time since we've been following each other on social media, but um, I love what you're doing. I love what you stand for. You know, you're a strong woman and you're not afraid to talk about feelings. And I just, I love that energy. So I'm really happy to have you on. Yeah, I'm really excited as well. I, I feel like I have, I have a lot to share and I definitely have a desire and a heart to help people. And I've learned that one of the best ways that we can help people is by sharing our story and being open and vulnerable as challenging as vulnerability has been for me, I've actually learned that I'm I'm pretty good at vulnerability. <laughs> yeah, no, so I'm you glad are. to be sharing. Good, good. So, at, like talking a little bit about your life, then um, you went from being a professional nanny and you took the plunge and you decided to go for what what you really wanted to do, which was sing and and you're a songwriter as well. So, how did that transition happen for you? Well, it's pretty interesting. So the truth is, I, um, I'm i still a professional nanny. I have uh, actually never stopped nannying. Nannying seems to be the gift that keeps on giving. Um, wow. the, plunge of all, the plunge of all plunges was when I decided to leave my corporate job um, at age 26. I was in the dental world for eight years by the age of 26. I started when I was 18 years old cleaning the dental office in a span of eight years. I went from cleaning the dental office, cleaning a private practice office in the small town that I grew up in, to managing a dental office in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, So it it was quite the journey, but I was ready. I was burnt out. Eight years in an industry that's amazing. I loved the help that I was doing. I loved that I worked my way up. I started to learn quickly what my strengths were and that I loved to lead people. I loved to be in the nitty gritty of things and create systems and create flow and create success for a business. But I was done. I was done being the first one there and the last one to leave for somebody else's business. So I took the plunge in 2011, I want to say. 2011, I left my Mm -hmm. corporate job and that's when I decided to pursue personal training. I hadn't even done nanning yet. I decided to pursue personal training while I was um, studying for my certification for personal training, I still wanted to work because I'm the type of person that I love to stay busy. Yeah, I have to stay busy. Like I get bored quickly. I need, I love having multiple things going on. I love staying busy. I love being productive. 
So someone suggested, hey, why don't you do like babysitting on the side or something? Because then you can create your own schedule and you'll be able to still have time to study. So I was like, okay, you know what? It's worth a try. So from then on, I was kind of doing both. When I certified as a personal trainer, um, it was taking time to build up my clientele and I wanted to continue to have a good source of cash flow. So I continued to nanny. When I moved to Arizona was the next, like, the, the next domino that, that fell. And that was when I decided, you know what, I want to go all in on me, not just trying to pursue something that is going to be another career path for me, but I want this career path, whatever it might be, to, to embody all that I am. I've always loved music. I've always been involved with music. I've um, in, in terms of singing and um, songwriting is something that's still coming along. But I thought, you know what? The only way that I'm going to develop this thing that I love and try to do something with it is if I just do it. Mm-hmm. So I went out and I, it's just been a matter. The reality is that with everything that has happened in my journey, it's been a matter of stepping up and doing it and then moving forward and doing it again, and doing it again, doing it again. So it's, it's been, uh, that's kind of more of like the clear picture of what the path has been. And as I've journeyed through it, it's also revealed the directions that I should be going in. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that because a, a lot of people feel, and I think I agree with this as well, that, um, you know, if you didn't feel like you had the potential, that feeling or that instinct, um, even to take a leap would not even be present within you. You know what I mean? I feel like when people come to that point, it's like, it's because you know that you have the potential to to, to become something or to do something that you love and are passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, It's been something that was like a nagging for so long. And when I I grew up in church, and so that's really where a lot of my music side um, was kind of developed, if you will. Yeah. So it was, I wasn't just singing in my bedroom anymore. Like I started to, um, uh, I was a choir director when I was in church (laughs) or when I was a part of the church that I grew up in like I was a choir director I was involved in music ministry I was a praise team leader I was a worship leader so I I got to practice what that was like and what it felt like but it's journey and I like to say you know I I, the journey to uh, to losing my religion um, was also tied to music because I was taught that it's not okay to sing Songs that are not considered Christian or um, faith-based songs. I wasn't allowed to listen to what the church I grew up in called secular music. So when I decided to pursue music outside of that, it was almost like a um, there was an, a bit of an internal conflict for me. Yeah. So it's it's also been a um, it's it's all been this beautiful complex journey to stepping into my true identity and I am a singer I am gifted with this and I think when I got to um when I got to Phoenix I got to the point where I'm like I 
I have to do something with this because I know the impact that it's had for me just when I'm going through a tough time and I'm singing to myself Mm -hmm. and I can feel the encouragement. I can feel my own vibration change just because I'm singing. And so I want to be able to gift this to other people, but how do I do it? Right, right. Now you mentioned you mentioned identity because yeah I think so much of growing up uh, really uh, like actually the way we've been grown up and all our surroundings and obviously uh, the relationships that we have with the people around us really uh, really affect us later on in life um, mm-hmm. and 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 especially related to our identity and you've mentioned that you've been through a really tough divorce as well um, and I, I feel like divorce is this really complex time in life for anyone who goes through it as well because so much of your relationship with that person is um i guess i guess you find an identity with that person that you're with and then you lose it and again after going through that what was that like for you again like sort of finding your identity again after that was it was it really a, a tough thing of losing yourself in that whole thing and really having to start from scratch or was it were you very much able to stay strong throughout the process i guess is what i'm getting at uh i i will say first of all that something that for me that thing divorce mm. <laughs> was the catalyst was certainly the catalyst to be like you know what this this is this is not fun even though my process was probably a lot more peaceful and just a, a clean break if you will yeah it's still never fun to you know to 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 process through a divorce mm. so it became the catalyst for me to really say okay Lou you know there's there is life after this and this is your opportunity to really look at where you are entirely and to go completely all in on you. Look at everything. And music has, been, has continued to be a part of that process. Mm-hmm. Whether it was, you know, learning, just developing me. I guess that's the best, the best way to put it. It was, it was an opportunity to develop me, to develop me. And I think one of the things that I recognized is that I wasn't necessarily finding myself again, but I was finding myself for myself fully and completely for the first time. Because like I said, I grew up in, in the church and the church that I grew up in, when you grow up in, in and I mean, this, this doesn't have to, doesn't necessarily have to be, um, doesn't apply to just growing up in a religious upbringing or whatever. The reality is that as we grow up, we, our parents and our surroundings shape our, our beliefs and, our, and even our identity. Yeah. So I think that it was even a process of untangling all of that. The divorce just helped me like, it's like, okay, honey, you're here with this pile of wires and now it's time to untangle this. Mm-hmm. Here's this wire here. Where does it go? What's the root of it? Do you need to take it out or do we need to plug it in somewhere else? Yeah. So the divorce left me sitting by myself and I felt like I had a choice to make. I can choose to allow this thing and the experiences that I've had to, um, to cause me to continue to make this, a certain set of decisions or I can really get into the nitty gritty 
and take control of how I make decisions and how I move forward in my life. And I think that the way that, you know, finding my identity, knowing what my truth is, healing those areas that were there from the divorce and even before the divorce, healing all of those areas helped me to step into who Boo really is. And then from that place, I've been able to make decisions in a different way, even when it comes to, you know, when it comes to relationship, when it comes to my personal life, when it comes to music and the journey, just to uh, creating my own life. Mm -hmm. And what advice would you give to to other women or, or like women and men, I guess, going through something similar, not necessarily divorce, but just generally a lot of people pick or are in or have experienced, um, relationships of all different kinds but a lot of people put a lot of expectation on a relationship and make it such a big part of their identity that they do lose themselves in that relationship to a certain degree um so right. if, if you could give any advice to anyone in terms of this situation what what would you say to them i think that what you said about expectation is, is, is huge. And I think relationships are complex, but they're pretty simple also. And simply put, I think it's imperative for you to be, for us as individuals to be confident in who we are. We never really reach a place of perfection, if you will, or, or the idea that society has the perfection or the perfect time or the right moment. But I do think it's important to understand where you are as an individual, understand what your love languages are, understand what your needs are, and also understand that in a relationship, whatever kind of relationship, it could be a romantic relationship, a friendship, a relationship with a family member, um, we are the only ones who are responsible for our happiness, for taking care of ourselves. and we do tend to put a lot of expectation on our partnerships uh, for them to fulfill us or for them to whatever. Like, I think that those things are possible and should ha can happen in a relationship, but mm -hmm. it, it happens organically. True. And a little bit about fear then, like, because fear is something that we all struggle with and um, it's such a big self-inflicted limitation which I feel we all deal with and especially in the entertainment industry I think you know there's, there's so much rejection I know I can relate to that um, it, it's rejection on the one hand and also trying to be sort of typecast and put into a box on the other hand um, have you have you dealt with this along the way in your career so far as a singer and how have you dealt with that um, to, to, to to sort of, I, I, I guess, in, in a better way to make the journey better for you? Yeah, I definitely dealt with it. Um, so I was, I was in a band in, in Arizona and I already started to kind of get, get a feel for what it was like to be on music scene. Um, and I started to learn that there were things that I wasn't comfortable with. Some things where it was, it was really clear, like, I don't want to compromise what I stand for, whether it's being told how to dress, or maybe you should be more this on stage, or you know, you're a beautiful woman, just use your use your body and your sexuality and all of this. And those things were never comfortable for me, but I feel like I had to also experience 
what my edges were. And for any artist at any level, I think even the most, no, here's, here's what I'll say. I think the most successful artists are artists who have, who don't care what other people think, who don't care what the industry is saying that they should be doing, what they should be, what they should sound like. I mean, you think of um, Freddie Mercury, like he walked away from, and this is, there's plenty of examples that I can give to you. Plenty of artists who walked away from deals because the industry said, well, we like you, but we would like to change this about your image or change this about your sound. Stay true to who you are. Stay true to what, what your integrity is, what your values are. And that, I mean, that ties into even relationship, like having a solid relationship with yourself and being unwavering in your identity is also what's going to help you or help us to stand strong when we're in those moments of pressure and wondering, should I do this? Should I go this direction? The industry is telling you this, or a manager, a band manager is telling me this, what should I do? And to have the courage to step away from something, if you know that it's going to compromise your integrity, don't ever sell yourself short and don't ever sell out. That would be my encouragement. And even my, what I would urge artists, to do and that's the thing is that art is unique mm -hmm. and art is is unique to the individual that it's coming from and when we allow too many outside sources to shape that and to copy and cut and and edit then then are we really being true to our art and but but I, I know you said that obviously be true to you and you know understand what your values are and then act in according according to those values. Um, but how do you think an artist can actually figure that all out to begin with? How do you sort of find your niche um, when there is so much competition and when you can't really sort of look away from that? It's it's difficult to even stay in your lane because you are always curious and because of social media and everything else. I just uh -huh, feel like, uh -huh. you know, it's so easy to compare. And um, so how do you know what lane is for you? That's a really good question. And I would say that I, I can only speak for like my journey. I don't think there's a clear cut solution that says, here's how you make sure that you stay in your lane. And this is, this is your authenticity and this is your art and you're staying true to that. I think that it comes with a daily practice of practicing your art. For me, for example, I started to learn that, um, you know, spending time singing, spending time writing. Another thing which I haven't fully um, shared with the world just yet is I've also been writing since I was in high school. I'm a poet. I love, um, so practicing those things and staying focused on building what you what your strengths are mm -hmm. I'm a writer but if I don't practice writing it's not going to grow and I'm not going to be able to nurture that and in nurturing what your your talents and abilities are I think that also helps you to stay in your lane and in terms of competition I think it's a matter of shifting understand that there really is there's not a competition yeah yeah even though it you know that's that's the way the, the truth is and you know because you're even 
<laughs> you're even deeper in that world than I am. When you're actually going, I mean, you know, for you, when you're actually going to a reading or there's other actors around, like there's a lot of pressure. Mm. The same is true. I've been in moments where, you know, there's singing competitions or you're having to try out for something and it's really hard. But true. Um, I think that it's, it's, it can be similar to a meditation, meditation or um, even a yoga practice. Like it's something you have to practice on a daily basis with meditation it's being present where you are. So yeah. with your artistry, be present with your art. Mm, if there are, sometimes there are signals around you that, that, I'll give an example, you know, maybe I'm going to try out for something and I realize, or I go check out another band and I realize, well, wow, like I really, that singer is so much better than me. Instead of saying, um, um, instead of viewing it as a competition, view it as an opportunity to say, hmm, why do I think that that person is better than me? Is it because that they have better execution of breath control? Is it because they're more free on stage? If that's the case, then that's an opportunity to say, well, where am I with that area of my artistry? And how can I be better? So then it's not a matter of competing with the people around you. It's a matter of using that information. If something comes up and you, you think that something or someone is, is doing a better job or is more successful, oftentimes I think it's, it's, it's a shift to say, how did they get there and how can I get there too? Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. That's a really great point. And was there a time for you specifically which stands out that you, you went through a period of adversity or you had a major kind of breakdown or a point where you felt like giving up on the dream? And, and what was the turnaround <laughs> point for that? I mean, I'm sure there's many points. I can definitely, I, yeah. I, I know there's many points for me, but is there one that sort of, that stands out as, as being a sort of transformative point for you? I think the most transformative point for me was when I, I got to a point even just in my, my own personal healing and uh, that process. I started to notice that I needed to, to take a step back. I felt like my soul was saying, you really need to disconnect and make sure you're solid in who you are. And it was hard for me because I felt like I was still dealing with a lot of um, kind of worrying what other people would think. If people are no longer seeing me doing stuff on social media, I quit the band that I was in. That was a hard decision for me to make. Um, so doing all those things, it was necessary, but it definitely became a really low point because for me, it felt like I was giving up and I wasn't. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, I realized that it was important for me to take a step back and really evaluate But that really became another really low moment in my journey while I was still in Phoenix to quit everything. And because my soul was telling me, you need to take a break. Yeah. You need to take a break and you need to make sure that you're clear on your direction. Are you clear on who you are? Are you clear on what you're doing? So it became a really low point, but Anissa, the truth is I'm a fighter and I don't give up. I have a vision and I've had this vision for my life for a very long time. I've been a singer and I've always envisioned myself, always. It's been something that's always been with me. Yeah. So it's like now even more than before, 
now that I've eliminated a lot of the things that have suppressed my creativity, like working in the corporate world, it was draining my energy. It didn't, it, I, I didn't even have the energy to take care of myself, much less pour into and nurture and cultivate my creativity and my art. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think you just made a really good point there as well about taking care of yourself. Because I think that's, that's something which keeps coming up again and again and again. And as well as that, obviously, the people you surround yourself with, I think, is such an important part of it all. And you said, like, you know, with the energy and, and being drained, I think that comes from also being around certain people which maybe are not in alignment with, you know, where you're at mm -hmm. sometimes. So, I, I mean, how important is that for you? Who, who has been your biggest inspiration and sort of support systems along the way? Um, there's been a lot of people. I've been really blessed. And it's funny that you, that you asked that question because this week alone, I feel like I had like this light bulb that went off. You know, you, I've heard people talk about earth angels and guardian angels and so on and so forth. And, um, and I even believe, I happen to believe that, you know, heaven is here. It's here and heaven is a mindset and angels are right here with us. And I've had the, I've been blessed to have friends that have been my angels and that have been with me on my journey. Some of my angels have been with me for a couple of months, whether it was a friendship or a, a, a collaboration that helped to kind of guide me to the next place in my purpose. Um, or whether it's been my childhood friends like Rebecca and Isaac, <laughs> you know who Rebecca is, uh, yeah. Rebecca Munoz, cultured, cultured society. Like she's been on my life journey with me since we were 12 and wow. the universe brought us back together. Wow. We're, which by the way, we're the same age. And like, it's just, it's been, it's been interesting the way the universe has brought those friendships back into place. But I think what's most important is we have to have people in our lives that we know will tell us the truth and that will walk with us no matter what. Yeah. Those are the people and those are the types of friendships that, um, that are vital when you're on this type of journey. And it's also been a clearing process. And they have also, those types of friendships have also been able to, and even my partner, my partner Derek has been able to uh, lovingly and patiently tell me the truth about the people that, in my that have been in my life that are not making a positive contribution, that are not actually what I know to be a true friend or friendship or support system, but more the people that are more like vampires. They're mm -hmm. sucking your energy. <laughs> yeah. So... That's so, great. yeah, and I, you know, I also, I'm also extremely grateful for, you know, people like Nicole Maiden, people like Will Armijo, Matt uh, Gottesman. That's how you and I connected. Yeah. I'm extremely <laughs> grateful for, extremely grateful for Alchemy Tribe, extremely grateful for someone who recognized that there is a need for, uh, you know, like-minded entrepreneurs, that there's a need for like-minded creative entrepreneurs to come together so that they can see hey, there's Anissa who's further along in her journey, but she's been through what you've been through. We're here for you. She can tell you, she can give you advice on a place that you may have been in. Mm -hmm. It gives, you know, I'm extremely thankful for even communities like that. So yeah, it is important. It's very important. So I urge any person, where, whatever path you may be on, 
you know, take a look at the people that you're connected to. Take a look at those connections. They're going to pull from you, pull, pull away, pull you away and pull energy away from you. Or they're going to be a mutual, almost like a, like a, what's the, like a, a stream that's constantly flowing. You know, you're giving to them, they're giving to you. And it's a positive exchange that helps your journey and will continue to help in your growth. We can't do this alone. I can't do what I'm doing alone, and I have not gotten to where I am by myself. Yeah, absolutely. And just just to wind it all up, I have a, a few a few more questions left, Lou. Um, talking about mental health, it's like a, a topic which I'm really interested in. Is there something that yeah. you specifically do? I know you mentioned meditation in between, um, but not necessarily that. Is there anything that you do every day? specifically for, for sort of just getting a peace of mind? Um, thinking about what I'm thinking about. Knowing what my thoughts are. It's huge. Our thoughts are everything. And if our wow. thoughts are not contributing to, to every single thought, if our thoughts are not contributing to, um, to the positive aspects of our journey, don't think about it. You know, we have, we're, there's, there's a lot, there's, for me, there's, and I think for anyone, like, you're not just an, an actress, you know, there's, you're, you are also, uh, you're adulting on a daily basis. We have to grow up. You know, there's things in life, there's life that we are also dealing with simultaneously. There's, and that's the beauty of the journey. Like, it's, it, there's no possible way that we can compartmentalize it. So it's yeah. important to think about what we're thinking about in every aspect and making sure that it's in alignment. So for me, it's, it, it's been a daily practice and it has to be because I also struggle with anxiety. So I have to think, am I, am I, are my thoughts about to be on the trajectory to make me feel anxious, to make me feel worried? Because when I have that energy, I'm not free to create. I'm not free to even be in my truth and shed my light. Yeah, very true. So when you when you do find yourself um, out of curiosity, when you do find yourself uh, thinking something, you know, which is which is not, you know, something you don't want to entertain in your mind for a long time. What is that immediate thing that you do? Is it something that you say to yourself? Is it affirmations or do you physically sort of do something to distract you from that? One of the things, sometimes it is physical, so it depends. Okay. <laughs> because I think at one point I shared with you that, you know, when you're feeling some kind of thing, like sometimes I'll do jumping jacks and yes. just completely rem remember the I jumping jack challenge, like me and Becky did, we're like, we got to shake the energy off and literally speak, speak the things, speak the thing that we are wanting over the thing that we're currently feeling. Because we have yeah. the power to override that. We have the power to create whatever energy within ourselves that we want. And in turn, it will create the energy that surrounds us and surrounds the people that we surround ourselves with. So yeah. sometimes it's physical. Other times it's, um, it's going into coach mode. One of the things that I've learned about myself, or I guess just kind of recognize, and this is also something that you know, my partner has helped me recognize and other close friendships is that it's so easy for me to immediately step in for someone that I care for and be there for them and coach them through a hard moment and let them know it's going to be okay. And, you know, so I go into coach mode for myself, my little internal mm -hmm. self coach kicks in. Come on, Lou, 
we got this. This is yeah. just a moment. We've been through tough moments before. Fix right. what we need to fix if it's a matter of fixing something. Adjust what you need to adjust. Shift what you need to shift. Or if it's a matter of take a little break. Maybe you just need to relax. But we're going to get back up and we're going to continue. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so great to have that. I think that takes a lot of awareness to begin with, which is, which is really important. But yeah, no, I, that did make me feel better. Just the fact that I was jumping up and down. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe. It does. No, and and I, don't quote me on it, but I feel like there's got to be a few articles out there that definitely talk that we're we are. I really feel like we're so used to kind of trying to compartmentalize our our being, mm. but we are physical. We are physical. We are mental, and we are we are are spiritual. It's mind, body, and soul. Yeah. And so for me in the moment of, you know, even moving your body and moving your body with intention, whether you're shaking it off, whether you're doing jumping jacks, like you're create, you're really clearing your body from the energy that you might be feeling that is weighing you down. And then by uh -huh. using your words and speaking them out loud, you are speaking that energy and changing it. So, so yeah, it, it does make you feel better. <laughs> it does. It does. And, and what are you, what can we look forward to? What are you working on right now? What is happening? What is, is what, what is something that you want to do imminently? Right now, um, I've definitely been leaning more into my nanny business. So mm -hmm. you'll begin to see, and then that's the other thing, like I've, I'm, I've been thinking about, you know, how do I, I want to show people that you don't have to be just one thing because yeah. I'm not. I, I am a professional nanny. I'm an amazing nanny. I love children. I love to nurture and care for families. But yeah. I am also a creative force. I am also a singer. You know, we're not just one thing. And so um, you can expect to see more from uh, my nanny business. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely expect to see a shift in my creative outlet. I feel like when I first started, I, I, I saw a lot of... Um, of inspiration on social media. And then I tried to emulate that, which is fine. I think it's, it's, it's part of our journey to finding what works for us and finding what's true to our identity. So in terms of Monarch Strength, you're gonna see a lot more of just me, Lucinda Marie. Amazing, and, and last but not least, one thing you love about yourself. I love a lot of things about myself because <laughs> I only have good. to choose one. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really good. <laughs> I, I love that I love deeply. I love that. that and in, in that, everything that I love to do, I, I do it. I, I, can't, I can't just do something halfway. Like, I am just one of those all in and I love that about myself amazing that's a great quality it's a great quality to be on <laughs> yeah well it's yeah. been so amazing chatting to you Lou I'm so glad we got to do this and, and have you on this particular series because this one's special to me like it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of really strong women really empowering doing what they love going after what they want and I think you really 
are one of those who are doing that. So keep inspiring, and I look forward to what what you know, keeping in touch with what's going on with you. Absolutely, me too. And I look forward to everybody hearing Lou's album because it will be out. Yay! Great. Eventually. Amazing. <laughs> I want to thank you. I want to thank you too, Anissa, for this opportunity. You know, I think it's important for us to continue as women to to collaborate, to connect, to share, and to lock arms and to continue to inspire the people around us, women and men. Of course, of course. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Anissa. That was the end of another episode on Unplug with Annie. I'm continuing the series of Fierce next week where I'm talking to another amazing woman and I can't wait for you guys to hear the whole series so do stay tuned. For everything Unplug related do follow the IG and Facebook page at the rate Unplug with Annie. You can also go to the website www.unplugwithannie.com and subscribe to the newsletter so you're constantly updated with what's going on on the blog as well as the podcast. Until next week.